Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Oh, that's just me, Perez Hilton. Drinking all the tea that goes on in this world. And with the way social media is, I just can't get enough. I'm obsessed. It's like every day something new and scandalous comes out and I want it all. I'm the OG of entertainment gossip. And if you are like me and have an unrelenting thirst for all the drama that's flying around, you should listen to my podcast, The Perez Hilton Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. Dr. Drew's board-certified Here's a riddle for you. Oof. All right. Never thought about it. Never, we've never started any show with a riddle. Well, I may have oversold it. Okay. But it's food for thought or right. something to think about. That my, my, it, it'll, it'll sound like it's, um, you know, sarcastically being asked. But it, 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 it does bear the, a, an answer. Okay. And, and everyone should think about it. All right. Okay. So, uh, there's this great article, and Emmy can find it, Chris has it, but uh, Gavin Newsom just did this thing where he's going to stop giving teachers, administrators the right to discipline kids mm. in school because uh, I hope you're sitting down. It disproportionately affects black, brown, mm. disabled, and low-income people. Disabled? Well, when he says disabled, it means like the kid has Tourette's right, right, and right. can't stop talking in class right, right. or something. I don't even know what they're talking about, yeah. but they don't know what they're talking about. But mm. poor people can't stop acting out in class sure. because, you know, that's how it would be. Like rich people would be paid not to act out in class, but poor people have to act out. Sure. So uh, it disproportionately affects, you know. And the question I always ask is, are those people acting out in disproportionate numbers? I, I, I agree with you that they're being disciplined more. Mm-hmm. Could it be because they have a higher likelihood of acting out, that group? Mm. Now, here's the riddle. If black men are disproportionately represented in prisons, Mm -hmm. which Gavin Newsom and all the Tencent heads go, well, that means they're being sought out, whatever. But then the question is, is are they disproportionately involved with crime? Mm. You know, which they are, of course. But, okay, that's your that's the argument. Everyone is disproportionately disproportionately represented. Max Pata, here's a question. Because you're Asian. Asians are underrepresented in prisons. So whatever they're So Chris has been the beneficiary of the fact that teachers ignore, do not go after his acting out. 
and the Act, and uh, the law and the law. So you. So can, I'm you not can, saying it has to be a two way street. So you because, can resist arrest and nothing happens. Yeah. 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 I'm so safe. under the radar. But no, I'm saying no. No, they have to actively not want to. According to the you. logic, if you're going to dis, everyone needs to be represented in prison at the amount they're represented in society. Otherwise, something is afoot, right? Yeah, we're underrepresented. I actually am upset about that now. So you're, I don't know, six percent of society and two percent of prison. So it's unfair. You're underrepresented. Yeah. So is someone actively doing that? Because according to them, that's how it works. Like it's got to be a two way street, right? Right. Because if if you are not represented in proportion for what you are in society, then it's because the fix is in. Yes, the fix is in for blacks. But the fix also has to be in for the people at the top of the food chain who aren't represented. And, and, and do we think that's happening? And if the, if Gavin Newsom then would laugh, then I would tell him to shut the fuck up because <laughs> it's exactly what he's – that's his synopsis. Yeah. All right, Chris. Go. You're dismissed. You're dismissed. Thank you for adjusting the but clock. But what is – I mean, what is the Asian population in prison and – to Asian population, the, the populous Asian in this country, and you could include like um, Eastern Indian and and that that you southeast, know yeah, south. Southeast, yeah, Southeast, South Asian Indians, but yeah, but you know what's interesting about it? I was just thinking about the Asians that I've encountered that end up in prison and things. They're usually really bad, like they're really yes rough. So yes. yeah, the fix must be in. Yes, Native American white. So. Just Asian is two, 2.25 and 1.4. So it's about double on the outside than, than, on, than on the inside. Uh, so versus 1.4% in the, in the prisons. Yeah. Is it seven? It's really 7% of uh, 7%. Well, there you go. The whole population, Asian. So way. Does that sound low or high to you? No, it sounds about right. I mean, it the definition me. of Asian, mm. I, the, this is not including Indian. I think in that true. that kind of stuff. I think which, that's correct. All right, so they're wildly underrepresented in prison. Is that because somebody's got their thumb on the scale? Mm. No. Then is it because they tend, as a culture, to engage in less crime? Yes. Okay. Well, maybe that's an answer that can help us. Or maybe there's something about not the well the cult, it's still culture but the way they're raised with the schools or something you know the education the families <laughs> they don't get sucked into that pipeline right that's where the that's the pipeline must be allergic to Asians mm-hmm. it, yes. it fit spits them right out yeah they they just can't fit in the pipeline can't fit well they're diminutive people maybe they're not feeling the vacuum effect oh they're, yeah yeah it's not the f- actual opening yeah. it's that they're not being pulled this hard like a sail all it's right terrible. uh drew do you have that article by the way it's uh pretty yes interesting. i do this california students can no longer be suspended for willful defiance <laughs> could a nationwide change be next oh let's pray oh uh, yeah Let's pray. Let's give teachers more problems disciplining kids. Oh, ACLU's involved with it. This is great. I wonder what side of this they're on. They're probably uh, defending the teachers' rights to discipline kids, right? 
two-part solution, ACLU. It's taking away the ability to remove students for trivial reasons, and it's increasing the amount of support, restorative justice, more counselors, more school psychologists, school social workers. It's a good thing. The kids could also stop whatever it is they're doing when the teacher tells them to do it the first time. But I, I get, I get, I like the idea that they're that they're saying, oh, this isn't a discipline problem. Really, what's underlying that is they're saying this is a mental health problem, and we need mental health professionals to jump in here, which I agree with. Uh, right. But if you said to the kid, hey, stop humming or whistling or or playing bongos on the desk, and they won't stop, you can go, well, that's a mental health problem. But then you said. I'll give you a hundred dollars to stop. Then they would stop immediately. So, is it a mental health problem? Right. Because well, any one of the kids, it can still be a mental health problem. But who was acting out? Yeah. Would stop if you offered them a hundred dollar gift certificate. Yeah. Well, maybe we have an answer. And the ones that couldn't would have more severe mental health problems. Yeah. See, read it from the top. The top has a story that's it, it addresses the mental health problem. Which is interesting. A black girl had been humming in one of his white colleagues' classes. His fellow teacher, Whitaker, said, had asked the student to stop humming to no avail. Student was recommended for suspension for defiance, uh, a subjective category under the California Education Code. Well, uh, okay, hold on. It's a subjective category. Yeah. You want to know why it's subjective? No. Because there's not enough paper <laughs> in the land to cover humming, whistling, tapping, Farting, belching, <laughs> sneezing. There's not. We can't yeah. go. We can't say everything that's disruptive. Guess what? That's where tampering, disabling, no, tampering, <laughs> disabling, destroying. That's where that comes yes. in. Like we're going to have to leave it up to the teacher, who you guys all think are racist now, because mm-hmm. who's doing the suspending, right? So you're saying the teachers who work at LA Unified are they also can't be. It can't be trusted to use their judgment. You're saying that unless it's defined on a legal document as to what this kid is doing, they can't define what is being disruptive to their class. Yep. Okay. I would, I would go ahead and trust teachers with that. I wouldn't trust them with anything COVID, but I would trust them with the ability to know when they were being interrupted teaching a lesson. Code says disrupted school activities or otherwise willfully defied the valid authority of teachers, administrators, other school officials. Whitaker later learned the girl hummed to regulate her ADHD. Really? This is the Guardian, by the way. Yeah. A year later, Whitaker found himself in a similar situation. Let me situation. ask you this. Did the person, did this girl, when she went to see the Avengers... Did she sit in the movie theater and hum the entire time, or did she watch a fucking movie? Mm. I bet she watched a goddamn movie, Drew. How mm. about that? All to, right, this to, regulated... Have you heard of humming therapy? I, I've heard of tapping and things, and I can imagine somebody could use a little... Just They wouldn't have to hum so loud that it would be disruptive. And, and in a, to be fair, in a theater, when they're stimulated, the ADHD is not so present. When they're trying to concentrate, that's when it's... Gonna... Well, be stimulated by the Revolutionary War or whatever the guy's teaching. Actually, probably talking about pronouns. (laughs) School said it had a social worker who could talk to and support the student who in the end avoided suspension. Yeah. All right. So you're kind of making, well, then what? They weren't suspended then. Right. 
but they now want to just make sure they all get to the social worker. So, well, look, if you have ADHD, first things first, everyone, listen to me. Listen to me. If there's 30 kids in a classroom and one of them has a disability, and that disability is preventing the other 29 kids from imbibing this lesson, then that person needs to be removed. And you're like, what? They have a disability. Yeah, I get it. They're also not allowed to play on the football team. Right. They have a disability. There's, it stops you from doing things. But you can't put the rest of the class at Jeopardy. It's not – do, do they understand that concept? Because they've completely lost that concept. Well, you're, you're hurting the rest of the class. So the person needs to be removed. I don't say they need to be expelled. I'm just saying they need to be removed and they need to be put somewhere where their humming isn't going to be disruptive to the class. You have sort of put your finger on a philosophy. Yes, that I is, have. But that doesn't really exist today. No, the, it does not. The opposite is thought to be true, which is the weakest of the most vulnerable, are the ones that must have the priority in all situations. Yes. To the, to the, which, so the, which, which they think is evolved. It, we just, you might call it the tyranny of the minority. Yes. All right. Do your thing. Simply safe. It's still October, but the holidays are coming up fast. Before that, craziness begins. Protect your home with Simply Safe. Get a new system today for 40% off. Falls here. Holiday means time away from the home. Protect yourself with advanced sensors that detect break ins, fires, floods, more, plus indoor and outdoor HD cameras. It's used here. Adam's used it, takes it with him when he moves. It's one of the great things about it. No long term contracts. You can just. Install it yourself. Take it with you when you go. Best home security system of 2023, according to U.S. News and World Report. This 24-7 professional monitoring, it's under $1 a day. Half the cost of traditional home security. It's a money-back guarantee, 60-day risk-free trial. If you don't love it, return your system for a full refund. And for a limited time, you can save 40% on any new system with a Fast Protect plan. 40% new system, Fast Protect plan by visiting simplysafe.com slash Adam2. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash Adam2. The number two, simplysafe.com slash Adam2. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right. Drewski. Yeah. Um, did we play, was I playing that clip of uh, Mehdi Hassan was talking about the dangerous myths of learning loss and stuff? Did I play, play I don't that clip for you on this so. show? I don't think so. It's really funny because as we talked about, we're at a point, a chapter now where everybody who said with absolute authority what was going on with COVID for three years turned out to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And now they have to go back and address these things. Mm -hmm. But they don't address them being wrong. Right. They just rewrite right. everything. Yes. Which um, I, don't, I don't think people are going to let them get away with that. There's well, enough they're people trying. Who are harmed. There's enough, you know, truth or, you know, people trying to figure out what happened and uh, look at the excesses realistically. And, and unfortunately, the press is not interested in it. So you have to find it on social media, but it's out there. Yeah, I had the clip Emmy somewhere. Uh, I never played this for you. Uh -uh. It's awesome. He's, he's Mehdi Hassan. I don't know who he is, but he's on MSNBC. So you can imagine what MSNBC has to do. MSNBC has to go clean up. The mess, the mess they made, they made they for made for three years of lying to everyone about COVID. So now, but I'm going to bet that we haven't heard this yet. But I'm going to bet they don't they don't address the the inappropriateness of the policy. 
You know what I mean? They, they t- I'm sure they'll get into what it cost, you know, what it's done, but they won't ever say, oh, we well, never should have yeah, shut oh, this school down. Oh, suicide rates are up and learning is down. What yeah. happened? Well, well, what, what are you going to do? What we happened? Had, we had you to... happened. That's yeah. what happened. That's right. right. Here it is. Today I want to address this thorny and very emotive issue of kids, schools, and COVID because we have seen a blatant and bad faith rewriting of history on this issue from a lot of people who should know better. And so I think this today, what you're about to watch, is one of the most important deep dives I've ever done on this show because the myths about children and COVID, that kids aren't really harmed by it, that school closures were a massive and avoidable mistake, that they cause learning loss and mental health issues. Those myths, and they are myths, dangerous myths, have endured for so long, become so ingrained, so pervasive. So if you're someone who inexplicably right, is not for, moved... Pause it for a second. They've gone on for so long? Mm. Uh, they've started... Well, after the shutdowns started, yes. nobody originally, I mean, of course, somebody said, hey, you're going to shut schools, can put kids behind. But yeah. they weren't there were no data on it. The data all kind of came out afterward about how far kids were behind. Would you would you typify that or classify that as a dangerous myth? No. It's weird. Or that COVID saying COVID doesn't really affect kids, dangerous myth, shutting down schools, set kids learning back, dangerous myth. It's weird. He's addressing it, Drew. Okay, good. I like when, I always like when they go, people who should know better. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, what you're saying is you're calling them liars. I think when you say you should know better. Uh, but who are these people and then what are they saying? What's their motivation? Oh, I don't know. Hey, run it back a couple seconds and we'll play it, sorry. Those myths, and they are myths, dangerous myths, have endured for so long, become so ingrained, so pervasive. So if you're someone who inexplicably is not moved by the preventable deaths of thousands of kids, well, just think about how much worse it could have been for everyone in America. How many more kids and adults would have died if we hadn't closed any schools at all? All right, so there are... I was going to come up the expose that uh, the title of it is, uh, you know, I don't know, dangerous school mess, but it really should just be clean up aisle five. (laughs) I was fucking lying and wrong. And so was everybody on this motherfucking network for three years. And now I have to launch a special that makes us right. Yeah. Um, so thousands of kids but died. This is, this is the, the zone I'm always sort of really interested in. This right is here. two weeks old, bro. No, but I know these people are out there. And, and it, he's it, the guy who wants the ministry of truth so we don't get fooled with misinformation. Yeah, perfect. He'll be in charge. Yes. Of the da- what is a dangerous myth about That's the scariest part of schools all this, being right? closed. That's so scary. <laughs> so scary. What is the dangerous myth about schools being gone? So thousands of kids died, but but closing the schools prevented thousands more from dying, which we have no evidence of, right? I mean, Flor- well, okay. well, how did it go in Florida? Mehdi Hassan, every motherfucker in this motherfucking country got fucking COVID at least fucking once. Can we just start there? Yeah. If everyone got it, and everyone did, except for possibly me, I don't know, 
Because people would say, well, you had a cold or two. Like, why didn't you check? Because I'd go, who the fuck cares? Yeah. And they'd go, well, what about spread- spreading it to who? Everyone who's had it twice or is vaccinated or unvaccinated? I, everyone's, everybody got it. So how did this prevent people from getting it? Now, he'd probably say it bought them time so they could be vaccinated. Well, the vac that didn't when we didn't I don't know if we ever got to 50 percent vaccinated in this country. Drew, that's that's your department. What did we get to? I mean, Emmy's got to look it up. I think we got to tell me how many vaccinated people are in prison now by race. (laughs) How many? I don't know if we got over 50%. I think we did. But maybe we got to 60%. I think we did. But that still leaves 100 million Americans who are not vaccinated. Yeah. Many. How did it work? Did they get COVID? We stopped it from spreading. How did we stop it from spreading? Oh, but if it would have spread it all at once. Oh, 70%. If kids got it all at once, then what? Yeah. It didn't affect kids. Oh, but they all live with their grandparents. The thousands of kids die are like, well, kids without pre-existing conditions did not die at all. Here are things. That's number one. Yeah. Kids with pre-existing conditions could have, and, and multiple pre-existing conditions, and I don't even know how many of them died of COVID. Here's the thing that's conflating right now. So, sorry, 70%. Yeah. All right. So. That's 230 million Americans, which still leaves another 100 million yeah. Americans that weren't vaccinated. 100 million, last I checked, is a decent size yeah. number. But go ahead. Maybe I'll check again. Mm-hmm. But I, I, the, what's being conflated presently is, first of all, alpha and delta was a much worse illness. Mm-hmm. And the vaccine probably didn't interrupt some of that. So good. Uh, after that, things get very different. There's a difference between original vaccine series and boosting, especially when people have had COVID, as you said. Mm-hmm. And we have treatments for COVID now, lots of them that are Horse paste. It's what you got, bro. They're blessed Paxlovid. It's, it's an excellent drug. So this is all weirdly conflated now. It's a, it's a treatable illness. Most people have had it. Most people have been vaccinated. The risk-reward for young people is unclear. And if anything, no, it's clear. Uh, you, if anyone had a chance to redo a vax for their young kids, they would not do it. And on top of that, that would then include the risk reward for masking, where there's zero to ten percent efficacy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, school closure, where look at Florida, was did kids die in Florida? Did grandma die in Florida? Bring and, the uh, body bags, yeah, right? So it's just it's all conflated and weird, and uh, people are just okay. So they odd were wrong about all of it. That's what I'm saying. All right. Let me tell you about my friend Jordan Harbinger. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger show with the world's best counterfeiter. How long does it take to print $250 million? Five months. It needs to be worthwhile. It's going to need to be perfect. 12,500 kilos or over eight Toyota Camrys or six Ford F-150s. That is multiple metric sh- tons of cash. You must have been f-ing stoked, man, because you knew you were going to put $20 bills all over all of that and then just never work again. Yes. 
by design. There are people specifically looking for you all the time. This is all they do. You can tell them whatever you want. They're not dummies. I mean, this is as high as it goes. It's the stuff of the line. For more on how Frank Barassa printed his own fortune and got away with it, check out episode 488 on The Jordan Harbinger Show, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, so Mehdi sounds going to go. I can't do it. It's upsetting things. me too much. When <laughs> I want to talk about Florence Henderson and uh, her, her, her uh, campaign to get her husband laid in, on the love boat. Oh. <laughs> you see that one? Yeah. That was so weird. What was that one? He was going to die of sexual tension. Some weird. Well, she was on another one, too. Yeah, she, there, a lot of these people were on multiple ones. Yeah. In, interestingly, I think the same one had the Brady Bunch dad in it. Mm-hmm. And was it this one? And he had a, a young girl that was in love with him. Yeah. So his friend's daughter. Yeah. Well, I don't think you can beat the doc performing surgery at sea. That was the best one. That was the best one. That was awesome. Yeah. No, no. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Tell me. Oh, Amy. Man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All will be forgiven Uh-oh. if you can summon this one up. Uh-oh. Barbie Benton. Yeah, I saw a couple. She was on a couple of them. Barbie Benton Love Boat. Yeah. She was on an episode where she had her a man about town, sort of Lothario fiance or something, who kept putting off marriage. Okay. And um, he he did a thing. It used to be a trope. Remember this trope? Yeah. Remember this trope? Many of them. Remember this trope. All right. You know, they'd pull me over and they'd go, you know, the woman would go, uh, you've, uh, you were the friend last night. Uh, What friend? What what friend were you with? Because I think you're with a woman. And then I go, um... Uh, and then I look around and I see Norton's hardware store and I go, yeah. uh, Norton. Yeah. Yeah. Norton, Norton. <laughs> they yes. look and see something, a yes. street sign yes. or something and then fill it or the in dog's name or something. Yes, absolutely. He was like saying, so they were, they're in Dr. Bricker's office oh, Jesus, with the boyfriend uh-huh. and he's like, She's like, we need to get married when we get to Puerto Vallarta. And he said, oh, uh, we can't get married in Puerto Vallarta. There's a... And he looked around and saw a magazine. And it said, like, Holloway, you know, Holiday, Holloway vacations or something. And he went, does Holloway's disease is there? And she went, what? Oh, yeah, it's too dangerous. We can, we'll get married later, but we can't get married there. And then she, quiet, she caught him. And then she said, uh, oh, he said, I have Holloway's disease. Uh, I can't, I don't feel good. I can't okay. get married. So then Barbie Benton went to the doc and he, she went, this rascal's playing a trick on me. And now I'm going to play a trick on him. I remember this one. Go in. I'm going to bring him in to see you. Like, honey, you have Holloway's disease. You need to see the, the doctor. So he goes in the doctor. Oh, I remember this one. And he goes, play a trick on him. And then they he examines. Tell me he's got a bad disease or whatever. And then they they, they come in. I it could be the greatest scene in television history. He tells him to hold this book, and then he goes, "I thought so." You have Luke Garrick's disease, <laughs> yes. and then she's gone. Good job, Doc. Yes. You got him now. Yes. And he's like, "You understand? He has Luke Garrick's disease. He's got weeks to live." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the greatest conceit yeah. ever. All right, yeah. we'll see if we can play. Darling, talk to Adam. You have to let him examine you. 
He might be able to find something everybody else missed. Please, for my sake. Lucy. Is that one of the Hardy Boys? I can't have my hopes raised again. It's, Looks like it. It's too painful. <laughs> but you deserve the best that medical science has to offer. I'm going to make sure you get everything you deserve. Here it's <laughs> Peter, poor guy. Well, let's see what we can do. Doc, Doc, I warn you, my disease has very, very subtle symptoms. Almost invisible. Not with the right instruments. Mostly painless. Uh, take your shirt off and hang it in the next room. Please, Peter. I don't want you to die. She's in on the joke. Oh, no, he sees something. They, they cut the Ricker looking very concerned. I don't know if that was that or not. Well, because how else does he do the... He even Tells him to hold him up. No, I can't ethically use any of that stuff on him. Oh, can't you make him think he really is sick? No, I can't do that either. But I can scare the beans out of him and maybe make him come clean. I was thinking I'd like to try uh, some traction for about, uh, oh, two or three weeks. And then ice baths. Yes, uh, three ice baths a day. Oh, no, 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 Doc. It's hopeless. Believe me, I have seen the best. You haven't seen anything yet. Bolt cutters. Okay. Stethoscope and ice. Oh, Oh! Excessive sensitivity in the pectoral region. Hmm. Checking reflexes by hitting them in the bicep? Yeah, no, Doc, you don't. You don't. Unless you're wasting your Just hold, hold it, Peter. Uh-oh. Oh, he sees something. Feels something in the bicep. Uh-oh. You can feel Lou Gehrig's disease? You can see fasciculations. What's fasciculations? It, like muscles going like this. They mm. fasciculate. Uh-oh. And proximal fasciculations are pretty bad sign. They're getting serious. Muscle spasms. He means fasciculations. Uh-huh. Uh, Peter, I want you to lift this book with your arm straight on. He wouldn't do that. He doesn't okay. know he has a loop here. He can't lift the book. Oh, but he dropped it, which is not part of the character. How long have you had this weakness? Oh, I don't know. About a month or so. I keep dropping things all the time. Uh, oh, probably just pull a muscle or something. Is it getting worse? Well, maybe. Yeah, I guess it is. Lucy, like the music. would you mind leaving us for just a little while? Sure, Doc. He's like, good job, you're in on it. <laughs> she still thinks it's a hoax. The crazy part about this episode is after he was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, they left... All right, they, they go to him telling her she yeah. has Lou Gehrig's, which you don't have to show. But the point yeah. is, well, maybe it should. Uh, By it the way, all's forgiven, Emmy. You came up with it. Well done. Yes. He's like, whew, ha, damn. There but, it is. Hold on. But it could be quite serious. All right. Technically, it's called amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. Amyotrophic. Uh-huh. A common name. It's Lou Gehrig's disease. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I just got Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, Look, I saw that movie. Come on, Gary Cooper died from that. Now, 
he did get diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, but when they left the ship a day later, they were in great spirits. <laughs> They, when they left the ship, they were laughing. Because they're going to get married. That's all that counts. Saying that laughter cures. You got to watch them leave the boat. Oh, no. God. You forgot that part. Uh, I don't remember that at they, all. The laughter will cure. Will, will, the love and the laughter will see them through. Or they don't actually say something like that. No. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's okay. implied. Here, Here they're, they they're leaving. Next day. Walking fine, happy, How's it going, carrying a briefcase. How bad? How bad at all? Good, good. Medically speaking, I'd say your good spirits significantly improve the prognosis. Ugh. Come again, Doc? <laughs> oh, I think he's telling us that happiness is the best medicine. Yeah, but I can't charge as much if I say it that way. <laughs> best of luck. Thank you very much, Doc. Bye, Doc. All smiles. God. He oh, was yeah. diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease the day before. <laughs> now he's in a pretty good mood because he got to sl- had a night to sleep on it. Maybe I, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, was that was that the one with uh, last name is Smith? Her name is like I don't that, care. That he's no, in no, a good mood. They yeah. got it. You, you know, you're always trying to figure out how these certain women become kind of the toast of the of the media. How did Barbie Benton become? The woman of the latter half of the seventies. She was oh, just like alliteration. <laughs> her name, yeah, yeah. Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. Benton. Her name was Gertrude Benton. Yeah. It wouldn't have taken uh, Hefner, Sm- Playboy, big smile, and it looked sort of vivacious. Yes, like yes. Like, Look at that energy. Look at those eyes. You yeah, know, lit up. You know. Yeah, she was a sex symbol. Why? All right, she's beautiful. What are you she's talking pretty, about? Pretty for sure, but I mean, why? Why her? Barbie yeah. Benton was her name, and it has to be somebody. All right. Tonight and tomorrow night, Spokane, Washington, doing shows at Spokane Comedy Club. And then uh, Tacoma, Tacoma Comedy Club, October 29th. And the next, I guess that's Sunday, I guess. I just go to amcrow.com, figure it out. Drew, what do you got? Check out the streaming show, doctor.tv, and uh, come see us in San Jose on October 28th with uh, RFK Jr. So, until next time, Adam Crow for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Dive into true crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries with Forensic Files and 48 Hours. Investigate crimes with Dateline 24-7 and Unsolved Mysteries. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming true crime on live channels and on demand. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.